So Fonzie's owner's brother, <laughs> president of the Pippo Durrani fan club, <laughs> social media guru, <laughs> and proud picture of Sean Hackman's avatar on Instagram, Ricky Taylor. If you could describe this dinner with racers Zoom cast thing we just did in one word, what would it be? Awkward. <laughs> That's probably the most accurate one we've ever had. That's spot yeah. on. Spot Zoom on. calls are always awkward. It's not good. It's not good. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. And I'm Sean Heckman. And we decided that we would go ahead and bow to your whims and give you more content after all the lovely, thoughtful, caring notes demanding more content during this pandemic of a year. So we went ahead and rounded up a bunch of our friends from some of the early episodes, some of the more recent ones that have been going through you know, changes in their career and different opportunities that have come to light. And decided we'd go ahead and make some podcasts over Zoom, which we said we would never, ever do. And here we are, because of you, the fan, compromising the quality of our show. Congrats. You did this. However, on this episode, we knew it wouldn't be hard to warm up over Zoom because we were going to sit down with one of our favorite drivers, none other than young Jordan Taylor's brother, Ricky. Oh, was Ricky his name? I thought it was Ricky. Okay, yeah. Anyways, this guy drove for Penske for the last couple of years. He's moved back to Jordan Taylor's dad's team, Wayne Taylor Racing, and has recently announced his teammate, Felipe Albuquerque, who he might have, I don't know, wrecked out of the way to get the win at Daytona a couple years ago. So uh, if you don't know much about Jordan Taylor's brother, uh, he's had a lot of success in the sports car ranks, winning several championships, uh, driving for some of the biggest teams in, in the sport. If you uh, go back to our season one episodes, you can hear all about him and his background and his family. Uh, these episodes are solely focused on just sort of the last few years to kind of update us on what has changed from when we met with, with him in 2015 to here, December of 2020. Now, one of the cool things about Jordan Taylor's brother is that uh, he also had a podcast years ago, and uh, that podcast shared something with us. Ryan, do you know what that was? That would be our sponsor. And uh, so they sponsored two podcasts. That's right. They sponsored two Pro-Am sports car racing based podcasts. And now they're back to one. And that would be. (laughs) Just announced. I just saw it on Instagram. It just came out on sports car 366. Oh, wait, hold on. Julie's texting me. (laughs) Did your mic Uh, just shut off? My mic just shut off. (laughs) God, that'll tire for what you do. And your buddy's podcast as well. Now, obviously, you know me as an Acura and Honda driver. You know the show is an Acura-backed show. And it made sense that we would go get Jordan Taylor's brother, Ricky Taylor, who races for Acura. But he does not have the same awesome oil sponsor that we have, which is what, Sean? He does not. That's a good point. Well, that's, I think, one of the advantages we have 
a company that's backed us this year. It's kept things running smooth, kept things running uh, without any mechanical gremlins whatsoever that you know about. That would be Valvoline. I thought you were going to say Tums. Ricky Taylor! Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get your stuff sorted out in the next five minutes, you'll still be about 20 minutes ahead of Lally. <laughs> uh, so uh, watching Andy Lally figure out how this all works through a Zoom call. It was so good. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like being at the zoo because you're, you're like you're just kind of watching through this small little plane, and you're just you're, you're it's adorable. You're just like watch. You're just watching a monkey, just like trying to figure out how to fit right. the, the, the this. It's like they gave him peg. a Rubik's cube or something. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, the best part was at the end when he hung up, he didn't like just hit end. He like leaned back and like took his time. And right before he hung up, he's like, <laughs> so he either had a heart attack or he sneezed, but we got our recording done. So yeah, either way, yeah. it was a mediocre yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first question, just firing off the hip here. Why oh. don't you have a, why don't you have a dog? I, I- I don't know how Jordan has a dog. I don't live close enough to my parents to have a dog because Fonzie is basically my mom's dog that Jordan Jordan has. Part oh, of the time. okay. <laughs> wow. All right. No, no right. we're sons, but Okay, so basically, this is like the social media influencer thing now, where if like a, a new mom has a baby and she's like shown like holding it and coddling it, and then as soon as the photo takes, she hands it back to the maid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is Jordan the mom? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to say my mom is, a, is the Jordan's maid. No, 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 but that's kind of what's <laughs> happening here. He's getting the internet points, and then he's yes. like, well, I got to go watch my stories now. Because Fonzie so. doesn't know who his parents are. Fonzie would go home with anybody and be just as happy as ever. I knew it. I but. knew it. Jordan knows it, too. Sadly, <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> Notice how I'm staying silent, Ryan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, you and Jordan have had such a big, you know, fan following because of the videos and, and the social media stuff that's been so funny and clever. And I always wonder what the idea is that we never hear about because you're his closest ally that he would be like, what about this? And you were like, yeah. uh Like, because yeah. <laughs> Sean, Sean and I, if we ever mentioned either of our ideas that make it past that point would be banned canceled immediately so yeah yeah, for us both to veto something right so what's a good jordan thought it was a great idea ricky was like absolutely not yeah oh gosh well i don't know if i can say it say them uh because (laughs) we we edit we edit so (laughs) um uh yeah you guys are super creative i can't imagine what doesn't like you guys come up with so much stuff i can't imagine what doesn't make it through do you know how dark Um, we are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just picturing, like, this is how much made it through. There's got to be 50% yeah. that didn't make it. Um, but Jordan, uh, I'm actually, like, so Jordan's definitely the creative one. It doesn't take anybody to, to figure that out. Um, but he'll send things all the time, and he's actually slowing down sending them to me because, like, he's pushing the limits. And yeah. 
I don't know if you noticed, but some of his posts are getting edgier and edgier and edgier. Yeah, I do. Like, I notice. There's a little hidden message in them sometimes. And, like, it's appropriate for the kids, but if the kids got the joke, it would be like a little inappropriate. Like, so there's some of the things that I'm like, I don't know that. I don't know if you should post that. You know, somebody might get upset. And, and so he started to like find other people that are just going to be like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so <they're> like, <laughs> He's like, Who, where's my yes man? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think like everything's funny. He's like, um, Antonio Garcia says yes to everything anyway. Right. I'll just ask him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to, uh, yeah. No, I think. So it's like if Mark Kent came calling, he'd be like, well, Milner thought it was all right. Yeah, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to ask. I'm, I'm excited about this for you. But you're going to be teamed up with Felipe Albuquerque next year. Albuquerque. Excuse me, so close to doing that wrong. And uh, <laughs> you guys famously had a run in at Daytona at the 24 hour a couple of years ago in turn one for the win. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was pretty heated afterwards. And now do you get to just stare at him and be like, I was right, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the right move, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't I it? thought I was planning on not bringing it up at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to not say anything. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if it doesn't come up at all. Um, <laughs> Like right at, right after the race, um, I called him like the day after because we need to talk about this. It's not going to be a good on-track relationship for the rest of our careers if, if that's the way, you know, that ended without anything happening afterwards. So like we came to an understanding after the race, but it's kind of at a funny point now where like we walked into the Wayne Taylor Racing Shop together and like as you walk into the shop, they've got like, Four trophies sitting there. Oh boy! It's like that one's mine. (laughs) And I, I didn't say anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because you said walk into the Wayne Taylor Racing Shop, and your merit stands on its own. You raced for Penske, so it's not like your dad's giving you a job. It's just an awesome coincidence you guys get to work together again. But you do get the benefit of being like, right? But my dad signs your check. Yeah. So I, try, I think I, that's I my trophy. Use that. <laughs> yeah, I use that all the time around the shop. Like all the guys are. Like, Can we change the belts? I think I need an adjustment. Like, yeah. and then I point to the trailer. Right. <laughs> no, so sec- no. I- secretly, Ricky Taylor's like that guy. Yeah, he's that yeah. My, my dad said. Yeah. <laughs> Polar yeah. opposite. Maybe, yeah, it's like you're like a 1930s head of just like yeah yeah oh maybe i should call my old man yeah yeah. it's gonna be a lot of changes around here yeah so well that's cool uh he's obviously a superstar and you guys are gonna have a great year uh but on the same token sean and i are obsessed with the lack of coverage on social media by the race series that you race in over the on-track antics that went down between your team and one of the Cadillac teams last year. Okay. I thought I thought your move was warranted. Um, but like Laguna Seca, you guys are running into each other in practice, which was like uh, weeks after that race. <laughs> yeah. Right. Petit Le Mans or one of the Red Atlanta races, like brake checking on pit lane. And to me, that'll be the thing I remember the most about the year for the DPI class. And yet, the series doesn't really post a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um. Somebody had mentioned the other day, like, with all the antics in F1 and they play up all this drama and they have yeah. that, the documentary series where, like, you yeah. get to know the drivers and the personalities and the rivalries. 
And I know, like, the, the sport we're in, it's not about us, Ryan. It's not about the drivers. It's about the cars and the manufacturers and the teams and, and all that stuff. But if there is a good rivalry story, I think it yeah. should be right. in there. Yeah, I think um, the word was story. If there's a good yeah, story, story that can promote your sport. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah just right. a story. Right. And, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really tell many people this, but after Atlanta, I like I, I really appreciate all the messages and stuff. And but I was like I went through it after Daytona and like that whole thing. And then after, after Daytona twenty seventeen, what's that? You went through it after Daytona twenty seventeen, yeah, sort of a similar yes. deal where you had to really run into yeah, that, or yeah. the same sort of like situation. Yeah, uh, like kind of just I feel like I'm going for it, like. Like, anyway, I'm proud that you didn't um, and use then the quote. The backlash after the race, and after uh-huh. this one, I'm just like, I don't want to see anything, and I deleted all of my social media. <laughs> oh so wow! Did you I really? haven't been on social media since before Atlanta. Now you didn't um, delete your account, been, but you took it off your phone. No, it, I don't. Or yeah, somebody yeah. else posts for me now. Ah, like, I'll send them. I'll send them stuff to post, and I'm like, I don't want to hear what people say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and for better or for worse. Like I feel more focused and more happy. And sure, like, it's better. Well, for um, you that makes sense. Yeah, I wholeheartedly yes. look at that because it's directly affecting you, and um, and even though it does in sort of a, a tangential way, your career doesn't live or die by an increased hype for a couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. you worked but in it, PR, yeah, it, it would though. Yes, the, yeah. the alternative would for sure. Yeah. Um, but so, like, I had I, I didn't get to see any of the drama that was like I was when Laguna came around, and then all of a sudden we're crashing in practice. I'm like, wow, this has got to be some great social media content here. Right, right, right. But you're right. I don't. I didn't hear any fluff or anything about it. Um, but yeah, it was. It, yeah, I didn't. Unlike with Philippe after Daytona, I didn't talk to, or we talked. People came to me right after the race, and people. And we did see that. That was yeah. that was covered because NBC that Sports happened. seems to have an idea of how to capture the story. story. Um, right. um, yeah. So, needless to say, I, like I gave his manager my number if he wanted to call me, and never did. So, like I think when there isn't any closure and somebody feels like that badly wronged, I think it it creates some drama and story, and um, like the fact that I wasn't in the car at Laguna made it more like exciting yeah. and not yeah. so like yeah be- well it became a broader thing yeah, yeah, and yeah your teammate was... your teammates got your back you know yeah oh yeah. he totally and even after petite um like even at petite uh having rossi and elio there with jordan and like it was it was great like yeah out of all of it i felt more like protected than than ever having them around me so it was, it yeah. was although it was a, not a great situation it was a, it was nice to, to feel the the team, right. The camaraderie sure. and everything. And again, I'm going to say, not a great situation for you, the driver, because of the controversy that comes from it. It doesn't make you feel great. But from a story perspective, for people like yeah, us that are great. also fans, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want that stuff. Or, yes. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, this, and then you should yeah. talk about it. Yeah. The series <laughs> that you mentioned that focus on all those other things are all well more subscribed to yeah. than ours. I love that you're saying, like, <laughs> oh, well, F1 does this, and it's only, you know, the biggest <laughs> form of motorsport in the world. Yeah, <laughs> but they have they have the same like okay. It, you said it's the biggest form of motorsport in the world, but for them it's their live, livelihood, and they make a living doing it. And but for us, it's the same stakes. It's the same livelihood. Yeah. It's the same drama. Yeah, yeah. We should it's put the it same out there. level of risk. Which means and, 
it could be and, told the same way. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that Albon lost his seat the other day yeah. is just as dramatic as anyone in our paddock losing their seat. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even more. He's going to find another drive and he's going to make a living. Someone in our series might lose their job and never come back. Right. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So from that perspective, the stakes yeah. are higher. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly right. Because your fall from grace to F one is you end up being either an IndyCar driver or a sports car driver. Yeah. Probably in a factory team. It's like the poor guy, Kevin Magnuson. Man, yeah. he's got to drive for Ganassi and DPI. Yeah. And he's exactly. probably gonna go to IndyCar next year. Oh, I feel for him. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna, to be going, I'm gonna be going to podcasts. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's like it's the same. It's it's dramatic, and so yeah. like I think there are those stories. And well, so let me ask um, you this: if uh, uh, not to harp on the same thing, but it's an uncomfortable topic for you, especially for those couple of days. But if if hype was built up around it, uh, and and NBC kept going back to it, or you had to do a you know something on social media about it at at the request of your series, would you understand that this was part of the deal and it was good for the show? Yeah, well, like okay, so I I take the social media away for for my own sure. Yeah, just say so don't do something stupid. The, pe- the people that I care about aren't the people that are sending me that or like aren't the people like the people that I care about were with me. And, in right. the podium area that that day, and so if somebody wants to talk about it, I think it's a great story too. Right. Um, like obviously, if it misrepresents what like my team stands for and that sort of stuff, then I don't like it because I sure. want but people racing around me that are and yeah, yeah. providing me with a living to look good. Um, and so, like by both sides, like I'd like it to be talked about so I get a chance to represent myself because I'd rather represent myself than have somebody else represent me or right. kind of put words in my mouth. Um, but yeah, I'd, like if they wanted to talk about it, I'd happy to talk about it. Sure. No, absolutely. Cause you, and yeah. you understand that. So, so I like the, I like the way that you guys phrase it. It's like, if somebody wanted to talk about it while well, we're talking about it. So <laughs> well, right, 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 right. But the hype has died down. Like we're not, yeah. we don't have yeah, a yeah. broadcast airing next week where we're trying to up the ratings or could up the ratings if no, we get sure. right. more open right. about or it. So Get ready for a big race coming up where all the same characters are going to be in play. Yeah. yeah. Daytona you, in a month. You know how yeah. it is in practice, Ryan? Like like when you're sitting in the pit lane and in practice on the weekend and they're going, like you can see the, t- the TVs that are like the track feed. Yeah. And you can see the TV guys, like whoever the producer is, like going through some some B-roll and some on like, like the Friday intros, outros, yeah. sorts of things before yeah. the race. Um, like they're kind of building that on the screen over here, and you're sitting on the timing stand. And I must have seen the Laguna <laughs> incident, the Petit Le Mans incident, like all these incidents on the yeah. screen in Laguna, like 45 yeah. times before right. the race started. I'm right. Like, right. Wow, they must be really pumping this up. <laughs> but. But it was just like them yeah. putting together a story. Yeah, it was just for the broadcast right. itself. It would have right. been awesome if you just then started seeing clips of things. You're like, wait a minute, what is this? And there's like clips from <laughs> yeah. Platoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, oh, a yeah. Fire, like a fireball. That's there's like, like a fireball <laughs> and Willem Dafoe like, on his knees. Like you see a couple of like screenshots. It's like the weigh-in from a UFC fight. Right. It's like you without a shirt on, <laughs> Pippo without a shirt on, Brazilian flag, American flag. You're like, I didn't sign off on that. <laughs> Yeah, if they started to like ask us to go in a room and do like a face off, then yeah. I might be like, this is a bit more. Yeah, much. I do want to point out that if this does end up happening next year, we did this. 
thanks. Yeah. Um, so I guess the the one last question I have about that situation, I I, I really think Pippo's a good dude. I like you too, obviously, but. The biggest thing I saw on social media was everybody wanted to know what caused Jordan to react the way he did because Jordan's oh, kind Jordan. of standing there and then he like has this big reaction and like everyone's like, what was that? And I don't know that anybody ever found out. Yeah. Gosh, I don't like, I hate, or I, I obviously respect people a lot too. And the guy's awesome. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Like everybody has their own way to race and we haven't had that much on track battling and Anyway, what happened happened, and um, and then after the race, like I don't, gosh, I hate to say what was said because I don't want to, like, it wasn't public, right? I, yeah, got me. But like sure. Jordan was just, I'll just say like Jordan was protecting me, like yeah, yeah, and Jordan would just had my back, and yeah, it was just a bad time, and yeah, like yeah. So the thing I admired in that was that you had the wherewithal to see this thing escalating when you're, when you guys are in the pit lane. And I'm assuming you didn't realize there was like a camera on a long shot. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you had the wherewithal no. to, you see it heightening, like Jordan's reacting, which, you know, for, <laughs> for in, in the public eye, that's way out of character. Um, yeah. And you had the wherewithal to go, you and I need to go over here and get yeah. away from everybody else because it's it almost the, the, the video tension that you could feel was that it was almost like everybody else being around was making it worse. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's true. Like, so the lead up to it was I was there with Elio, uh, Alex, and Jordan. And um, we were around the car and we were like having them, having a moment. And then we went over to like, I went over to apologize to Tim and my engineer and some of the team. And Jordan, Alex, and Elio were there. And um, I was having a rough time with it all. And like, I was pretty upset. Right. And so that was when people came in and uh and brought a whole different energy <laughs> so like there was there was like a lot of uh like compassion going on right right and then then comes like anger and frustration and um and so it wasn't a good mixture <laughs> and, and so jordan was in a very defensive mode like protecting me and yeah so yeah i i'm happy to talk talk to him about it and so we yeah. go talk, and uh, although it wasn't much of a conversation, yeah. um, it ended. And so, yeah, right, right, yeah, it, yeah. I, I feel bad that Jordan got criticized for that, but I don't did think he, he did that. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think. Or I don't know if he got criticized or not, but um, yeah, there's yeah, was, a little bit, but it wasn't very. It wasn't very warranted, and I think it was people that were fans of the other side of the interaction. You know, yeah, that were just out okay. or something. Yeah, yeah so I, like, I hate it when fans interact and engage in the sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so basically yeah, it, seemed, it seemed like if you were a fan of pippo durrani it was an easy target to be like screw jordan taylor for getting involved let him yeah. fight it out and it's like dude it's yeah. just so you're never gonna not help your family you know what yeah. i mean um but yeah. uh the thing to me that was crazy was that tim sindrick was filming it all on his tiktok account yeah. and, and put, like i was like wow look at this is crazy you know and he was like fight 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 and i was like yeah. tim sindrick man that guy's turned it around did did but, roger become like a sports dad and he's like don't you come back here without kicking yeah. his ass you better have a black eye or a bloody fist yeah, yeah. and you're like roger why do you have a boston accent i'm roger penske yeah <laughs> So we did an episode for our TV show where we learned that uh, Roger Penske likes to use emojis. Oh, really? Gosh, oh, I haven't oh. gotten an emoji from him. That hurts. Mm, 
sorry about it, man. Sounds like it didn't work out. I just got the waving hand. <laughs> that counts. No, no. Hi. Bye. Miss you. Yeah. Oh, bye. The waving hand. I thought I was just being friendly. He's like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When uh, when you did our pooper Sebring uh, interview, <laughs> you'd mentioned that Roger was like loving Jordan's videos. Which, yeah, like, that's a, that's something I have a hard time imagining of just him like you got to check this out and like you know, <laughs> looking at his phone. What what is there a hidden gem or a hidden comedic talent that Roger has that no one knows about because he really hides it? He's really fun. Like he's good at. Um, like he knows that everyone, or he knows that the drivers are like kind of intimidated. He knows or, who he is. He knows yeah. everybody's. Yeah. He knows yeah. they're intimidated by him. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll play on that, which is great. Like the other night we did a, a zoom call with all the Penske employees, all the team people. And so it was, um, McLaughlin, uh, Austin, Elio and I, um, and Austin hadn't shaved and, uh, he said something funny. So he had like, like one. He had one whisker. <laughs> yeah. No, he was. He was like. No he shit. He was full okay. Ryan Blaney. Wow. Um, yeah. It was. It was a full beard, and uh, he said like, "How long did it take you to grow that?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah, giving him a hard time. And like, we'll see what that looks like in January or something. Right. Yeah. I love the fact that he knows exactly who he is. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and he's screwing with his drivers. <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I think, I think some of it is like, you're going to work well under, or you're going to get the most out of them under pressure and let's put them under a little bit of pressure. But yeah, it's definitely, it's hilarious when you're not the one getting, getting picked on. So does he like accidentally knock things over tables as he walks by you? <laughs> like, like you'll pick it you up. Do. Yeah. 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 Oops. Uh, he if he yeah. did, obviously we, we would all try, we'd all try to be the first one to pick it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then Tim Sindrick will be there with a stopwatch be like, oh, three-tenths off. Yeah. <laughs> mm, sorry, Blaney. You're out of here, man. Uh, has he ever handed you a lit cigar and been like, burn yourself for me? <laughs> Again, like, he, he could really push those limits, I think. <laughs> that wasn't a no. Yeah. It that wasn't, wasn't a, that wasn't a yeah, no. Yeah. So on the topic of Penske, we got a lot of other things we want to get to, but we did a interview with – a young driver, an up-and-comer named Andy Lally. And uh, oh, yeah. his pass-along his pass along question for you, since we're on the topic, was leaving Wayne Taylor to go to Penske, and now you're going back to Wayne Taylor. What are some of the things that ca the captain has instilled in you that you're going to take back to Wayne Taylor? And, and any aspect from driver debriefs to engineering, pre- or post-race stuff, anything at all, what do you think you could take back to WTR from Penske? Be before you answer that, I feel like you need to do it again, Ryan, but take more pauses. <laughs> and, let, and let your voice go deeper as though you're really thoughtful. Yeah. So you drove for Penske. <laughs> you formerly raced for Wayne Taylor Racing. And so go. On. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy Lally. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's, it's always, it's been a lot of stuff that are like specific to this car and everything. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, it's the identical car that we finished at Sebring. Yeah. Um, and so there's been a lot of those things, but on a bigger scale, um, the, the hardest thing to learn 
which I didn't think would be a difficult thing to learn, is all drivers are really critical and like, like you'll never find a driver who's just gonna say, yeah, the car's perfect. And just like, I couldn't go any faster, I'm fastest, and like, the car's great. Like nobody's ever said that. It's always, I'm fastest, but that's because I'm fast and the car could still do this and like blah, 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 blah. And so like, you think that if the car, or if you had unlimited um, engineering and resources behind you, not that it was, but if you had that behind you, what would you do? Mm -hmm. um, and I think um, Penske just between all their experience and um, just the engineering depth in the team between IndyCar and NASCAR and sports cars, like they really use the, the numbers of everybody to strengthen the team. And so there is a different level of what you can ask for. And if you want to do your job better, what, what can we help you to do your job better? Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. when I ask you that question the first time, it like kind of catches you off guard, like, oh, like how big can I go? And right. how much can I actually ask for? And like, when you actually don't set a ceiling for it, it becomes difficult to come up with things to ask for. Like, can I ask for a completely redesigned steering wheel? Or can I ask for like, like, not just asking, can I have a toe change or can I have a different spring change right, or something right. like that? Can I have, would you feel like you weren't doing your job if you didn't ask for things? Um, I feel like, like you need to show that you're really thinking about how to make this car go. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah. But like the, if it's, if it's not going to make you do your job better, then it's a waste of time. But like anything to make you do your job better, if it's, can you, can we give you a tool to help you give feedback more efficiently? Like, stuff that's going to give you, you can give us feedback faster in the pits to make a change faster or like communication things. Um, not just hardware things in the car. You need a, you need a person to send you data differently to look at data faster to compare to different drivers better. Um, like all sorts of things in the process as well. And um, being able to kind of like be creative. I think that was a big thing. One has so much experience. Uh, from all the F1 experience and seeing how so many people different or so many different people do things that um, that he had a lot of things to kind of go back to like we did this we did that um, could we try this and um, so he he had a head a more of a head start of like mm -hmm. F1 you start from scratch you can design anything with us it's a homologated car so you can only change so much um, but at Penske it's like just give us what give us some ideas of how you can yeah. be better. And so that's a big thing I'll take, I'll take back, whether for better or for worse, they might not like it, but I feel like that I've got that gear now that if, you know, you can, you can dig deep and figure out some stuff to get, to do better. So, so then going back to like a team like Wayne Taylor and I really struggle calling Wayne Taylor racing a small team. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah back, me too. it's not a small team, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, is it going to be hard to rein that in now that you've had a couple of years in that system? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's the nice, so it goes both ways in a big team. It takes a lot to implement something. So if something is implemented, it has to go all the way up the ladder and like pass some, you know, a little bit of bureaucracy, I guess, involved and has to be implemented across all the, pro or sometimes it has to be implemented over all the programs and see if somebody else has, a different way of doing it already. And um, the good thing about Wayne Taylor, or a smaller team like Wayne Taylor Racing is things happen really fast. So if you want, if you want something changed in the dash or something, um, they're going to change it really fast. 
So I think there's a limit to what they can do. They're not going to be able to um, build their own steering wheel or <laughs> do any of that stuff. But I think the way that Wayne to the Racing does it, so Penske can make anything. They can build and make anything. The way a team like Wayne to the Racing does it is they work with the best vendors and they have engineers that know what they want and know how to refine things and they can steer the vendors in a direction to build something that is going to make our team better. And so whether that's Brembo, whether that's Cosworth, whether that's, you know, any of, any of the vendors, um, it's, it's even come down to like wheel companies, um, headlight, the head, we were on the phone with the headlight company yesterday, like um, trying to do some stuff with different headlight configurations and like, it could be anything. Right. And but you don't I have think, like Jim, the prototype machining yeah. guy right next door who can go ahead and, and build that out for you right now. Yeah. So, for example, at Penske, we showed up in Sebring for our first night test, and the Acura headlights were not the same as the Orica headlights. They were a completely new thing. And everyone's like, I can't see anything. And we're all, we're all freaked out. All the drivers are like, we're freaked out. We can't see anything. <laughs> These are terrible. And none of the engineers were concerned. They're like, oh, no, don't worry. Um, RP owns, owns uh, part of Rigid lights well, it owns a light company so so a couple of weeks later we had new lights <laughs> newly designed proper race car rigid lights and we were all much happier but yeah just so like for example that's how things happen there and they're not they're not the same uh at any other team we are going to be talking with i don't know if you're familiar with them or not uh, I know you know who he is, but I'm not sure if your buddy's with him. But we're going to be talking with Zach Veach tomorrow. And if you could ask a follow-up question or if you could ask a pass-along question for Zach, what would it be? Um, yeah, I, did, I know I've, I've probably said hello to Zach a bunch of times. Um, but he's he had a really funny career in that, like, he went up the ladder really fast. Like, he was driving Atlantics when he was, I think, 14 or something. And then – boom through the road to Indy in an Indy car. And um, something I like, I always think is he, he did a really good job, like through his Indy car career. Um, but what about like the junior formulas or why is it that certain drivers excel in junior formulas and then struggle in Indy car and vice versa? And like, what about your teammates? Cause you see somebody like uh, Matthew Brabham or, um, that won everything and then didn't make it to IndyCar. And Zach was successful all the way along, including IndyCar. And talking to Rossi, like, he was very successful once he got there. Or he was always a big contributor. Although Zach never got a win, he said Zach was always a big contributor to the team and was always doing a really good job. And so I wouldn't say Zach's one of those guys, but what do you see about, like, as somebody who's gone through all the, ladder, all the steps of the ladder as something that makes somebody successful in the junior formula and not so much um, – at the top so it's a self-serving question but we've asked it everybody else and kind of the whole point of this exercise has been like let's give the fans a little more content but also catch up with some of our early guests and, and favorites and so without really thinking about us so much more for you has dinner with racers affected you in any way or done anything for you um it's like sad this year is sad that we haven't gotten to inter interact with fans at all um, but in sports car racing, it's a, it's a very unique group of fans. And, uh, I think you guys 
nailed the like I feel like all sports car racing fans have listened to Thunder Earth Racers. So the amount of people um that we get to connect with on a different um on a different topic than like the race car is really nice. And so that happens a lot. Like the amount of poop socks that Jordan has given at the racetrack is unbelievable. I knew it. And that story would never have gotten out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm glad we could break ground on that. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, Another it's, DWR. It's, yeah, we, we scooped the geese on the poop socks. Yeah. It's a poop scoop. And it's, scoop. So, like, it's so funny to see. Like he'll get Fonzie toys and stuff, and that is related yeah. to him. Yeah. But the amount of Fonzie, Fonzie treats and toys that he gets and the amount of poop socks they're shockingly close of how many people <laughs> We're getting those Fonzie numbers, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> we're in a competition for Jordan's yeah. affection. Yeah. yeah. We're getting those Fonzie, Fonzie numbers. I don't know why Jordan has all these pairs of socks, but it's always somebody's old sock with, like, Play-Doh or clay or... Oh, so they actually go to, like, the three-dimensional effort. Yeah. Yeah. I've oh, been it's always a these. sock. Yeah. It's always an actual sock. Yeah. Right, but given... with, like brown clay and stuff like that yeah yeah the, com- the common one i've been given yeah is is tire rubber oh, oh yeah okay. yeah Somebody's so like, fans will come to the track and do like the fan walk right and they'll like get balls <laughs> of rubber and they put it in a sock there and one guy oh. gave me a sock off his foot with it and i'm holding it and i'm like this is awesome man and then he pulled up his jeans he's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like thanks <laughs> and that clay is my sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I expected the answer to be the poop socks thing. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's cool. And yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think back to like just stories and stuff. It's nice to have something outside of the car was great today and the, you know, normal racing stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to connect with, with the fans and, and have something else to talk about. That's what I love about sports car racing for sure. It's, and the fans are all, I think Elio coming from IndyCar, uh, it was interesting to see because I think in IndyCar, it's just boom, fans just coming through like really fast. And yeah. um, and you don't get to spend much time with them. And and then we go somewhere, it's like Watkins Glen or something. And you know, like everywhere you go, you know how it is. You know fans in different, a different yeah. racetrack. But in America, yeah. you got a group of fans and you know, a dog from this racetrack and all this stuff. And so to see him be like, oh, wow, you guys really connect with – I mean, Elio connects with everybody. Right. Yeah. But I think connecting with them and, like, having a conversation and hanging around with them at right. the racetrack is, a diff- is different. And, but, yeah, um, there's a very specific cool to see him thing between a casual hello to anybody versus a very specific recall of, oh, yeah, I remember this dog from last year and so on and so forth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And people that have traditions of like, like there's one family in Sebring that has a, they took a picture with us, like five, or with me and Jordan like five years ago, or no, maybe at the beginning when we first started driving together, it should have been like 2014. And then they took one in 15 with the 14 picture, and then one in 16 with the 15 and 14 picture. Right. So it's like right. picture on picture on picture. <laughs> and then they came to us, they came to me in 18, and I was with Elio, and they're like, look, we've got this picture, we don't have you and your brother. And he's like, he was blown away that like fans will, or end the same way around. It's like, I remember them as well. And So I, I, feel, I feel like that's something that sports car racing has that a lot of the other sports don't, where the drivers are so much more accessible. Um, mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool to actually hear that Montoya, or sorry, uh, Castro Nevis would show up in our sport. And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah. 
and yeah. probably rode away on a little Penske scooter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to, like, to be fair, that's what the scooters are for. Like once, once you kind of get to know it, the, like that's what I think why they came about. In other words, to so keep that motion going so that you can't get stopped. Yeah. Right. Like it's a tool. So it was useful in COVID cause we had to go from like a mile away to get to the race car. But, um, but in the IndyCar and NASCAR world, they have it just to stay away from, or to, to not get held <laughs> not up. Be to stopped easily. Stay away from the fans. Yeah. Got it. Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's what dick. it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't stop. It's a scooter. <laughs> Doesn't have brakes. <laughs> but like, like you got an IndyCar, IndyCar race or something. And like the driver will come out of the back of the trailer on the scooter and, and it's gone. Like yeah. I'll go to say hi to somebody. And I, like, we can't even say hi to anybody. Right. Cause they're just, Around. Well, right. but like, so you have a reasonable fan following, especially for sports car. Um, someone like, let's say Dane, who Ryan and I are both big, big fans of Dane, but I would argue he doesn't put himself out there in the same ways to really garner a fan following outside of his performance on track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be uncomfortable for a guy like Dane to be sitting there because, the, I mean, historically, the, 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 you know, the, the signature lines during an autograph session out of the Penske trailer are always longer than any other race team, presumably because you have guys like Juan or Halio that have big followings, guys like you. Is it, do you ever feel like the other guy in those scenarios? Um, I think, first of all, I think my following is only grown because of Jordan. (laughs) I think (laughs) people always say like, Hey Rick, I love your videos on Instagram. And I, I just always think to myself, I'm not posting any videos. Yeah, I don't do that. That's <laughs> I don't post guy. any of it. But they're just associating me and Jordan as one. Absolutely. And so I'm very yeah. like, I'm very lucky that like Jordan's so good at it that I get to ride his coattails. Yeah. Um, but no, I totally know what you mean. Like, I'm a huge fan of Dane, and Dane's. Like, I think Dane is, even though he's won many championships and many races, and. Um, He's, I, I still think he's one of the most underrated drivers in, Absolutely. in, in racing. Yeah. Um, and Dane is funny too. Like Dane, Dane has a great sense of humor. Like, yeah. uh, and so he, he had, he could have that gear if he wanted it, but I think he just keeps it separate. And yeah, well, we, um, got we, we have some questions yeah. about that, but I mean, but an autograph table, I'd have to think, and this is honestly, this is going to sound meaner than I think I'm intended to be, but like, if you take talent away at an autograph table, he's the fourth guy that only the true sports car fans really know. Okay. I, I can see that. You've got Montoya, Josh Neves, Ricky, Jordan's brother. And... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hope he says it. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, okay, well, so, like, I mean, to put it in perspective, let's say I don't want to name names in this specific instance because it makes them look bad. But uh, let's just say a team I was very known for within IMSA, one of their drivers was very, very well known and the other wasn't. And very often yeah. the autograph coming from the lesser known driver was almost like from fans. You Sometimes you'd get the sympathy autograph. Yeah. From the fans. yeah. Like, yes. Oh, I oh, guess you time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Or, or what's, yeah. what's even worse is sometimes you'll assume that, like, Okay, yeah. they're coming down the line, yeah. and and you go to sign it, and then they stop you. 
yeah, and, yeah. And that's it's heartbreaking. It's yeah, like, yeah. There's a there's a nice hat coming along, and no, yeah. no, I just wanted to tell you. Is the hat like a Penske IMSA hat? Uh, it could. Uh, like if it was like a Pennzoil IndyCar hat, I would understand. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, right. no. Sometimes it has happened where, uh, like, it's a picture of our car. Like, it could be a picture <laughs> of the Airx. And like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, who are you? Yeah. Me and Dana going to sign it. It's like ah, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I would put like Dana, there's Dana and I, and and then there's Juan and Elio for sure. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see like, man, there are there are people who've got collections of Montoya stuff. For sure. And, yeah. and legends. Well, before before you get to drive with him, you're like, okay, this guy's a big deal, and you you like you know he's a big deal. And then you meet him, and that kind of goes away, and you're like, oh, it's just normal. And you like fall into right. like normal guy, and yep. where we work together and all this stuff. And then it just catches you off guard every time there's like a fan comes with Elliot's first uh, hero card from 1999 or something like that. And yeah, it's just it's pretty cool. And I, you know, I can see why. I mean, Juan was one of the most exciting F1 drivers ever, and Elio's the nicest, you know, one of the most successful IndyCar drivers ever, and so it's very understandable. Right. So we're both big Dane Cameron fans, um, and we, if we tried to work directly with him on this, he there's no way he'd give us an inch. Um, but I, I'm committed. Hear, hear me out. So I, so I believe Dane. Just like you said, Dane is one of the best drivers out there. He deserves to be a thing. He deserves to be a big, huge celebrity in, in our sport. And that's only going to come if we bring out the Dane Cameron character. Um, mm-hmm. And he will. there's no way if we do this exact interface that he will ever give us the character that we feel could be out there. So I feel like we need to do it for him. And my belief in when you develop a character is you have to find something unique about them to bring out. So I'm of the belief that we need to make Dane Cameron evil as fuck. Um, i I think he could pull he could pull that off too yeah right yeah 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 Yeah. he he's pretty cutthroat yeah uh, yeah yeah i think every offline conversation he and i have ever had we were like talking to people he's like he's got like the quip at the end that you're like cool (laughs) (laughs) that's my guy he gets it (laughs) yeah but he also has a career and a family and he's a smart man yeah. <laughs> so we gotta wait. We gotta wait until we can ruin that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now he's driving for Shank, so we're less worried about uh, about some of the oversight. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. I think that's a good a good approach. He's yeah. um yeah he could he could be evil for sure. <laughs> um, for example. No, yeah. no, I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to, like he's he's been Montoya's teammate for three years. Right. So he's he's. Um, I think Dane had it in there. Did you just say before. Montoya is evil, so he had a good influence? Yeah, yeah. So like, got <laughs> some of the I don't care what people think. To him, so. I'm thinking '80s movie high school villain. So like <laughs> denim jacket, collar popped. Yeah, yeah. Marlboro Reds, some sort of Camaro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it can't be a Camaro, but um, uh, um, 1990 like, NSX. Yeah, exactly. Just, just came out. At some point, he said, "Relax, babe." <laughs> yeah. Does Dane had talked about this a little bit? Um, a guy like Juan, who is insanely fast. Um, do you ever look at Juan, look at the timesheets, and just want to punch yourself in the nuts? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> kind of want you to explain more about the question. Okay, <laughs> I got, I got, Sean. Let me pick you, pick it up right there. Okay. Do you ever do you like that extra hour of cardio? Yeah. <laughs> and then look yeah, at the time sheets. Yeah, that extra half a ton. Yeah, yeah. No, I am glad I didn't race against one in the early two thousands. He knows. He knows. He knows. Like, he knows that none of us would have beaten him in his day. <laughs> so now that you're the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. In his old age, he's back down to like mortal times, like you and Dane yeah, Cameron. Just, he's just you and Dane Cameron now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, okay. like. Anytime somebody would say, like, anytime somebody get, because I'm always on the lighter side of most drivers. Sure. And um, anybody, anytime somebody comes to me and they're like, the sim says that 10 pounds is worth half a tenth or, or whatever the, or whatever the sim says. I'm like, good. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll take, I'll take any advantage I can get. So. But then the timesheet. Yeah. And yeah, says, it's the time she's still even. I'm like, good thing I'm lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd look bad. <laughs> so you're so you're never at like a team dinner and you order a salad and you look around the table and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, so one of the things we want to we want to know is you were on our show debut season. Yeah, it was October 2015. Yeah, five years ago. What would you say now to Ricky Taylor five years ago? I try to remind myself uh, that you don't know everything a lot. <laughs> like, it's funny, or when I think back to, I think, I don't know how many drivers do this, but you think back, like, 2016, if you got a pole or something, it's like, man, if I would have done that now, I would have gotten pulled by more. Or, like, I would have done so much better right, back then, right. and just knowing what I know now. Yeah. And, um, and it's just like, it's, even though you're, like we're in prototypes, we're competing at a high level and stuff. I feel like, man, you were underprepared for what you were doing. Uh, just, I don't know. I think, uh, I think all the time, just trying to learn from people and remind yourself that you don't know everything. So, in October 2015, and genuinely, did you have any sense of career-wise where you were headed? That's the scary thing. Is uh, or at that time, we were both GM drivers and driving for dad and. Um, we were very dependent, or obviously when you are a, a driver for a manufacturer, you're dependent on there being teams around to have a seat or, or to like be able to be placed places. And um, even though we were not contracted by Wayne Taylor Racing, we're still dependent on Wayne Taylor Racing having a car to guarantee a ride. Um, and so like, it's scary to think at that point in our careers, I don't think we were thinking long-term enough of like, where we're going to be going and all this stuff and um and so thinking thinking back then i had no idea where i was going i was i think just happy to be with jordan we we're having a good time and um jordan had a mullet and like things were just happy um i mean things are happy now but uh yeah it was just it was just kind of blissful ignorance i don't know if that's penske or age but what i'm hearing is the at the time there wasn't the that sort of five-year plan conversation that there seems to have been yeah now. yeah yeah, I think it was just we're gonna try and win win races and like 
yeah, try and uh, yeah, make some funny videos and do whatever. And uh, yeah, I think um, I think in terms of growing, I don't think yeah, maybe that's the thing. Is like we didn't have a big sense of that we needed to grow. Um, like now he's he's growing a lot at GM, like at Corvette. It's a giant team, and he's got lots of really strong teammates. It's really easy. I think we were in an environment at that time. You know, I was driving with my brother. Um, you're never going to find a teammate. Um, or like normally in sports cars, you want to be you want to be as fast or faster than your teammate. And uh, whether drivers admit it or not, that's your ben- that's your gauge. And when you're driving with your brother, driving for your dad, it's like that's a pretty easy scenario. Um, and so I think in terms of pushing ourselves and feeling pressure, like I think it was a, a good thing, like success wise and performance wise. Like I think having that environment was was strong. I think we might like I think we performed well under less pressure. But I think in order to grow we needed some more pressure. And so now he's got he's going into a team now with Tandy and uh like he'd been qualifying up against Gavin and Garcia and Tommy and all these guys. And like, I've had three years with Elio and Dane and Juan. Um, and like just getting to see a whole new environment and just push us, it, it helps a lot to grow. And I think at that time we were happy just to right. stay and it, not grow. It almost sounds like leaving the nest kind of woke you up to the realities a little bit of like what drivers like most drivers are going through in terms of like every literally every weekend has a real determining factor on your career. Yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, the, the results every weekend were still important because we've got like, we still wanted to prove like, you know, we're, we're the sons of the team owner. So we want to prove, okay, we deserve this. Like that was always a pressure lingering over us and we don't want to be those guys. Um, and there's still the pressure to win because, it is a team with big corporate partners that want need results. And I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure on it still, but in terms of like the environment of, I think just the growth of the teammates wanted to kill each other or they wanted to beat each other. Of like, I need to be faster than you. Um, that wasn't there. That, that was always like Jordan's stronger here. He should finish or he should qualify or, right. or whatever it was. It was like, which, worked sometimes but i don't think it made either of us better sure so when we sat down in 2015 and and we'll protect a few things here but little known fact is that you at that time there was another this was years ago now but there was a very high profile factory racing program that was just about to start up and you had been approached to become one of their drivers as i understood it and you turned it down uh, because what you had going for you at that time seemed a lot more stable and seemed like something that had a good long-term future to it as I, as, as it was sort of discussed back then. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the difference between something like that, which at the time was a very high-profile program that everyone <laughs> was talking about, versus that call from Penske? Um, yeah, gosh. I think uh, there was a lot of, there are a lot of things in 15, um, I think where me and Jordan both were in our career, um, we still had a lot to prove, and uh, we hadn't done a whole lot um, up until that point. Jordan won the championship in 13 with Max, um, and we'd been GM drivers for a while, and I think there's a lot of loyal, like there's a lot of loyalty there, and um, and I think when uh, 17 came around, and boom, we got to check off all the things on the list, and okay, we did all these things together. 
um, it was hard to leave that situation, but if there was ever a time to leave and there was somebody to pull you away, it was Penske and, a, and another super strong manufacturer um, like Acura um, that, I mean, if you think of the two companies in racing uh, that have been around consistently, it's Acura and GM, it's Honda and GM. Honda's been in racing consistently since, what is it, 1986 or something or with, with the Acura brand and, and GM's always been around. And um, so for us, it was a really, um, or for, for me on, on that side, it was a very, uh, it was good timing. Uh, and when, you know, Penske called, it was like, it's not, it's never going to happen again. And I like, this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Everything had been checked off on the list. They're like, okay, we did this all together. What's a better time to have some closure? Boom, I'm going to go, or gonna go away. And the whole, like inside the team, it was, um, he'll come back one day and like, it is still the family team. And people thought like, if both of us left, the team was going to go away. So if I'm the screenwriter, if I'm the screenwriter, <laughs> yeah, you just made it sound like alcoholic dad on the porch. You'll be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like a lot of people think uh, Ricky left his family and there's good. Like, I think there were actually people who had written like, oh, there must be trouble at home. And there's no like, one thought like, that somebody did. No, no one thought. No, really? No, nobody told, real thought that. Okay, nobody real must have yeah, thought that. Yeah. Like, nobody of consequence like, had that they, idea. Like they called my dad, like they talked to my dad, not me, about me leaving. Right. It's like, can Ricky come drive for us? <laughs> Ricky, Jim, don't <laughs> Yeah, Jim Francis at home, he's like, oh God, I better call the Taylors. Everything all right? <laughs> yeah. Are you guys okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just make it sure. um, oh, I wish I'd run Wayne Taylor marketing because I would have like posted like a family photo of you cut out, <laughs> like folded <laughs> <it> back. <laughs> like Ricky goes home for the holidays, he sees the frame on the on the desk, yeah. and he opens it and it unfolds him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to go get something real quick. Oh, yes, it happens. Yes, there's props. There's props. <laughs> so you you guys know my dad really well and like everybody knows him from the camera that's just on the tv and yeah. that's just how intense he is at all times yeah, so, yeah. like we argue a lot and <laughs> so like we just i don't know we argue a lot and like he's very opinionated and, and he's like in 1985 i did we did this and you must do this and all this stuff and so like like i don't know i feel like it's my responsibility to bring him back to earth or like like let the engineers do what they want to, or like right. do their job to a certain point. So like the, the team is like, Ricky doesn't love his dad. And so like, all this is going on. And so in the last year, um, they made like a little thing to put in my locker and it's, I heart dad. <laughs> <laughs> it so it's like a handmade heart dad. Hallmark so, card. Um, so when I left, they made sure I took this with me. Right. So now that I'm going back, I, I got to put it back up in my locker. That's but, it's a handmade, um, yeah, it like, handmade yeah, greeting so card that says "I heart dad" and it's your dad in <laughs> a heart on the front of it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Um. So yeah. So they uh. So they made that, and now I'll have to take it back. For, how uh, many? For... How many times have you said to your dad when he does something cool, "fucking aces"? <laughs> I I never heard him say that. What? Until <laughs> until he said it. I was like, until he said it on come... national television. Yeah, yeah, just on national television, and yeah, oh gosh, yeah. So, 
right, well, that's... like me and Jordan are the, you know how like the son uh, you are with your parents. Yeah, we're the ones like that. That wasn't funny. You can't say that. <laughs> and We've got like, sponsors. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> you see, everybody loved it. Like, we're just like, no, you can't say. That. Roger yeah. wouldn't do that, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How quickly is he going to get sick of? Well, you know what, Penske. They did oh, it like, man. like is that day yeah. one? He's gonna be like, Mm-mm, let's shut that down right now. <laughs> no, like that's that's actually been nice. Is everybody's like, um, and it was the same both ways. the The flattering thing about going to Penske is everyone asks, like, what could Wayne Taylor Racing teach us? Yeah. Or so, what that's could you cool. bring from Wayne Taylor Racing to teach us? Yeah. And so it's the same going back. It's like, what were you guys doing at Penske that can help? Yeah. This problem or this or that. Um, I know it always annoys drivers when you go in somewhere. I know that when Jordan first went back to into the racing in 2013, um, it was Ricky used to do this and Ricky used yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. And they used to call me and Jordan used to be like, you won't believe them. They just keep talking about you the whole time. Right, like you, right. you're some sort of legend. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I think drivers are most sensitive to that. So now it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Jordan used to do this and Jordan used to do that and all, all this stuff. So I, I, I wonder about this for you. How old are you? You're like 29? I'm 31. 31. Man, rough yeah. on the downside yeah, of a career. So <laughs> uh, I feel like I got to drive for the best sports car GT team in history with real time in, in North America, or one of. And you got to drive for the greatest racing team maybe ever, if you really look at what they do globe, like with everything, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know that it's ever going to get better for me than a real time program because we had everything we wanted. We had a brand new car and it was just like the best, you know, we had yeah. an entire factory behind us and the whole nine yards and you can't get better than Penske. You can maybe get equal if you drove for like a formula one team, but you can't get better. <laughs> what, what will make you feel that again? You know what I mean? Or is it one of those things you're like, man, I had it so great. And now that will be a cool memory. And I, I go forward or is it like, man, I got to get back to Penske. Yeah, um, obviously I'll always be uh, have a special spot in, in my heart for Penske, and um, I think uh, you know out of it, like going there, it was it was an Acura Penske program, and um, and so like the Penske factor was was the bigger factor. Sure. Like when you when I thought about it at first, like Penske is the biggest, like you said, was the biggest team in the world and all this stuff and um, a, a dream for any driver. Um, but coming out of it, it's like, our, what I learned is I didn't, I didn't realize what a, a great company Acura was and HPD. And, and so like, that's what came out of it. And that's what get, got me back to into the racing. Um, so while like, while you do feel like, okay, now, like you said, I'm 31, I'm kind of on the downside. I was kidding about the downside thing, dude. You're still a No, it's, it's true. It's, it's over. Oliver it's, Gavin just stopped racing full-time. And he's like 70. Yeah. He's 88 years old. <laughs> and awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like it never will get, it never will be that same level again. Right. And um, outside of, outside of, like you said, um, I know that people say like there's Penske and then there's Ferrari. It's considered the same in Europe. Right. Like, if right. you're racing in America, you're racing for Penske. It's like yeah. Ferrari in Europe. And uh, it was an amazing, like an unbelievable experience. It, it blew away anything I thought it would. And there would, it was all 
a positive ending, at least from the driver's sides. Like, I think we're all still friends and buddies with the Penske people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But looking back on it, it's like, okay, now, um, I, I mean, okay, the, the good thing is that we won a championship. If we hadn't won a championship, it's like, okay, maybe it's a bit of a shame. We drove for the best yeah, right. team and we're still right. going to win. Um, and so we'll always have a championship with Penske. And the one thing about being there is you feel like you have an impact on their history mm. or everybody feels like they have an impact, which is really nice. So like yeah. every time you win a race, uh, they do a happy hour for all the mechanics. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so like you're involved in the happy hour. And then when you, um, at, at one point I was the 50th different driver to win for Penske. Oh, that's and so, cool. so it was cool. Just like they savor all the wins. Yeah almost more than any other team I've driven for. Like they, they celebrate every win so much. So where like when you win a championship, it's like, wow. And you look at the list, it's like Mark Donahue and, yeah. um, and you know, uh, not Elliot, it's, you know, Rick Mears and all yeah. like the long list of people. <laughs> and it's just, or now it's Elliot. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. I was going to say Elliot because he won so much. Yeah. It's actually not Elliot because he was Jordan's brother was there. Yeah. Haley's name yeah. is on there and you're just like, I did this. That was <laughs> no, Not at all. It's like but an like, asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> and Ricky was here. Like, <laughs> and Jordan's brother. Yeah. George's brother. Um, yeah. But like, so, so you feel like you had an impact and, so you feel like you're always a part of it, which is yeah. nice. So there's a there's that bit of closure with it. Um, but it's it's when when the season ended and it was like the day after Sebring, it's like oh this will never be this yeah. will never be the same again. Yeah. And it's it's like you said, it's kind of a dramatic realization of okay, it's over, and uh, this is never going to be good again. And, uh, but it's been super fun coming back to Winter the Racing. Right, so you'll just have to settle for another major manufacturer and like <laughs> yeah. one of the most successful. No, but like that was the, like every. Or, so I see my career as like I'm going to try and hang on as long as I can, and I'm going to be as loyal to as many people as I can for as long as I can. But as soon as they're done with me, that's go- they're like in my in my head they've crossed me out of their book. So okay, boom, the big one's crossed off. <laughs> and so I see somebody who's like, there's lots of drivers who have bounced around and I'm not going to name a name, but like there's a driver who was in GT racing for many years and did prototypes and drove for Audi He drove for all the manufacturers. And I was like, wow, that guy really did my whole thing. of like, he went to Audi, BMW, Porsche. He went through everybody. And so like in my eyes on 31, I've crossed out this person, this, like they've all crossed me out of their books. And so like, but I'm really happy that I found Acura now and, to me, that's like they've made an investment in me and like I've spent three great years with them. And so I see it as a perfect time to like stay with them and we can go to Wayne Taylor Racing and I can take some new experience and um, and and come to Wayne Taylor Racing with a whole different uh, approach than last time and be um, sort of HPD's resource coming into it rather than, you know, the team owner's son and, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's been good, and so so when HPD fires me, I hope they never fire me. But like you know, that's just how I see it. Is like people keep crossing me off their list, um, and that might not be a very good way to look at it. But I'm really happy that that we're in the situation we are, and um, HPD is in such a strong position with um, the future. And I'm I'm really lucky that we're in one of the few manu- with one of the few manufacturers that's committed to LMDH and 
and all that stuff. So it it looks uh, it looks really exciting. Was there any hope with Penske for some of the other programs? You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up with something. No, no, no. For you. So, you know, oh. the beauty of Penske is, of course, they've got a NASCAR program. Of course, they've got their IndyCar program. You tested that IndyCar. Yeah. Uh, was there any back of your mind hopes that, oh, maybe I can get a shot on one of these other things? I, I, I would have loved to at least try. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think a lot of drivers are like, I'm going to go for as big of a deal as I can, or as big of a deal as I can. And so they're always going to be chasing F1, or they're always going to be chasing IndyCar. Um, but for me, the the big one that I always want to chase is is sports cars. So like that's what I want to do. That's what I've I've I feel like I'm good at. So like I feel like I can provide the most value in sports cars. I don't think I can provide much value in IndyCar or in NASCAR just because I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Um, obviously, when I joined the or I think the the big step that got me into Penske was I did a, an IndyCar test. Um, and, uh, and that's what kind of got me in the door, but, uh, to say like, commit to me for IndyCar, it's a big jump. Plus there's a really, there's a big problem that Scott McLaughlin like won everything. <laughs> so oh, I happened to come into it at the same okay. time okay. that like one of the best drivers ever is also at Penske. And, um, and when he won all the championships, right. it's like, okay, you're, you're winning all this stuff. What else would you like to do? Right, and he'd always jump in. So uh, there, there might have car. been opportunities, but Scott is obviously just destroying everyone in Australia. Yeah, exactly. And so, okay. If 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 we would have won, um, I think he won like thirty nine races or something ridiculous, and three championships. And maybe if we would have done that, and won <laughs> won the IMSA equivalent of like twenty races over three years and three championships, there might have been a shot. But um, I, I think I think the way it's all happened, I'm super, super happy with. And the fact that, um, like I said, to, to stick with Acura and HPD and to be doing what I feel like I can provide the most value with, uh, I, I think I think I can have a longer career here than, yeah. than maybe going to IndyCar and, and being useless and getting fired <laughs> one year later. <laughs> and then having to settle for one of the top prototype teams. in <laughs> No, but that's the thing. You never know when, like, Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, because you could, if you had a mediocre year in IndyCar, you could completely devalue yourself overall. Yeah. 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 Um, but so, but IndyCar would have been on your radar had an opportunity arisen. Yeah, like I, I would have said, I, I think I would go into it with that same approach. Like, okay, you're at, you're offering me IndyCar, an IndyCar ride, but I feel like I can provide the most. Like, I, I don't think I'm a very good salesman for myself. Like, I, like I don't know. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know IndyCars, and I don't know how I'll do different style of racing. Um, I feel like I can provide the most value in sports cars, um, but I'd love to test or, or see how it goes or do some road courses here and there. So uh, I know you don't really focus so much on social media anymore, but I just want to point out that you are still Sean's avatar on his Instagram account. Oh, really? You are. That's right. <laughs> that, that was always one of the nicest, like one of the positives of social media. I always loved was that. Was my Instagram account? <laughs> yeah. I have like... Five followers. It's really not yeah, a thing. But the yeah, content barely... was always really strong. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting a little bit off of that. <laughs> I'm getting a little piece of that action. Well, you can cash in all you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so speaking of salesmanship, um, so one of my favorite memories was we did a live show at Watkins Glen. Was that 2018? Um, yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. 
think and so. yeah. you were on it and Juan was on it and oh, yeah. Juan did not give a f- in the most beautiful way like he did, he just talked <laughs> about everything and and we had I think we had a segment where where like people like drivers could ask questions of each other and because it was us in the public it was a really good way to put people on the spot yeah and do you remember what Juan asked Oh no! It was people could write anonymously on a card. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. You could write anonymously on a card that we then asked to protect the guilty uh, uh, okay. from questions. Yes. And so it was not subtle who wrote on the card. So so you all handed cards to us, and then we asked them. You know, to be like Andy, what about that time at Sebring or whatever? And yeah. this question came in for Ricky Taylor. And I remember because I think I was the one who read it, and Juan signed it, <laughs> just like I want to know it was me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I was, want all the credit. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember what that question was? Was it asking when I was going to get married? Yes. Because okay. yeah. yeah. so, that that never stopped that question. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. well, my favorite memory wasn't just years. asking that and putting you on the spot, but Emily, uh, you're now you're not married yet, right? Fiance. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Emily, no. Emily, you're now fiance. Uh, actually works at IMSA events. And um, yeah. and so she was kind of hovering around our, our live show <laughs> in a semi-working capacity. And I remember looking over to her as I asked it and seeing her turn around and run. <laughs> like I, That's I, not good. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Oh, no. She like <laughs> completely went the other way. And I don't think it was because of anything for you. Uh, I think it was just like, I don't want to be in the middle of whatever weird I don't want to be the target here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and, and Emily, I believe, runs quite a bit, so uh, it wasn't hard for her to just completely jet. I mean, she was yeah. gone. So. I'm, pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure she's like, Montoya's got access to a microphone. <laughs> this probably not gonna, it's not going to go while I should get out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think – she wasn't semi-working. She was full-on working. Right. Well, no, at our <laughs> event. At our event. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, want to. Yeah, like, because of where Emily works, I don't want to attach her too much to us because that'll get her in trouble. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren, Warren used to do all, yeah, all the autograph sessions, whether it was like drawing a ring on my finger, like while I had a hand <laughs> on the table, or, or what, like whatever it was, it was just nonstop. But well, it makes, I mean, that's the great thing about Juan. Yeah, like he does not care what anybody thinks or says. So, like. That might, when you don't know him, I think the first thing is like, this guy's mean and he doesn't care what anybody thinks. Right. But really, it's like, it's just honest. And so you find out that he's actually a really, really nice guy. Right. And that he's like, he just, if, he, if he's not telling you that you're the worst person, then, you know, he's being honest. He's, he's nice. Well, and Ryan and I talk about this all the time. When you bust somebody's balls, especially in racing, it's very rarely to bully. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> most of the time it is to either encourage or correct a behavior in a in a different way to joke around. And, and my I don't know one at all, but my read is he's kind of a family guy. Yeah. Um, and I think he looked at you and Emily and saw what looked yeah. like a very good thing. Emily is pretty darn cool. And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm I'm guessing he was trying. That was his way of saying like, dude, this is that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. guy. What are you yeah. doing? So. I've met you. This is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah, he, he let me know that for sure. Um, but he's, yeah, he is such a family guy. And like, it was so weird. So when we did that 24 hours, the virtual 24 hours of Le Mans, like we went to his house and, and we did it in his simulator. And, uh, and just to like see, like see this like crazy legend of a race car driver 
that just like basically gave the middle finger to all the the European F1 people like that he doesn't care about how they do things and right. like to see that he's just a normal guy and he's got his dog and his daughters and his wife yeah. and yeah. they just like have family dinner every night and like there are lots of other drivers that aren't that much of family people he's like one of the most family centric people I've met in, in racing and it was pretty it's super nice and um, now that he's got Sebastian racing he's like yeah. he's a racing dad but um, yeah it's, it's pretty cool couple things in closing real quick. Are you buds with Oliver Askew at all? Um, I, I know him. I like, yeah, we, we're friendly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if actually. You, no, for okay, sure. So pretend that you are the FIA and you have to give a driver rating to Oliver Askew. What would you go with? If it's, if it's speed, he's a gold or platinum, but I think in the way that driver's rating should work, he should be a silver. What? <laughs> Defend that. Wait, he hasn't had a ride. Like, uh, I don't oh, know. except IndyCar, except IndyCar. But, but yeah, yeah, where he made a little. Like, so, your view on the rating system is it should be a measure of your employment. Yes. <laughs> oh, like I don't, I don't know. I, I see, or yeah, I guess he has been to IndyCar, but he was only there for a few races, and like nineteen of twenty. Was it nineteen? It may not have been, I don't know if it was 19, but it was the vast majority of the race. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe he's not silver then. I saw it like, shoot, yeah, no, It wasn't true. like he had a little bit of uh, money from winning the Indy Lights Championship. Right, to, uh, which is what yeah, amateurs do. Amateur yeah. racers win and, that. And it wasn't like he took that scholarship money and bought like five races and that was it. <laughs> like, Good point. He was hired okay, by no, McLaren and he, that's he true. held his not, own. Okay, I wasn't thinking enough about what he'd done. Okay, no, gold or platinum for sure. He races. Why did you ask about him specifically? Because well, Sean just found out he's silver. I found out he's silver uh, like okay. four days ago. And I will remind you, driver ratings have zero effect on my career whatsoever. Yeah. Right? I don't. So I don't like. I I totally get why guys like Ryan go nuts, but ultimately it doesn't affect me. And for some reason, yeah. Uh, and and I'm going to be very clear. I'm not faulting Oliver for taking advantage of being silver. He Hell no. should. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not taking advantage of Bill Riley for hiring him. He should. But yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's um, I think, so if you're out of a ride for, let's say, so if you're Oliver Askew and he doesn't find a ride for a year and a half, can he be a silver then? I mean, sure. But it does, I mean, explain to me the point of this. It's supposed to give AMs a place to race. How could he be considered an AM? He's an IndyCar well, driver. Yeah. I, so, okay. I don't think I understand the, the logic of like no how does. it actually works in practice. No in practice. But yeah. But like I see the bronze. Like I think the bronzes are for the people who are making a living doing something else. For me, Correct. I see the silver as a one-year opportunity for you to make a for you to make a name for yourself. Like that. That I would get behind. So yeah, I would, like, I would. You've got a, like a, a provisional silver. Like you're. This is your one year to. Take this it. is your year to get bumped back up, or you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so is, like, yeah. inherently there are going to be sneaky silvers in that logic. Like there's going to be fast kids. Sure. But then I think the structure of how the classes are built would have to change. Like, right. if it's a program class, maybe silver or I don't know. I don't know how that has to work. But sure. like, yeah. Yeah. For me, that's how I always saw silvers. Is like when Trent was a silver. And is like is a silver. Oh, he still is a silver. Shoot. Okay. Well, yeah. okay, another <laughs> another this, this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> this, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. 
another good example. I can't think of another good example, yeah. but I think that's how it should work. Anyway, <laughs> is Emily there? Let's get her take. Yeah, let's. No, let's she get left. She heard I was talking let's to get, you guys. Let's get an official IMSA response here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So Sean, Sean just found that out, and so we've been having fun with it. And obviously, oh, it doesn't, gosh, it doesn't matter, and, and we do think it's great yeah. for Bill. And it's it's great for Bill. And it's not. I'm not picking on no, Oliver. He's doing like, what he should I, he, be doing. He should be taking advantage of it. But but I have yeah. a hard time with IndyCar drivers getting silver. So Santino Ferrucci is currently silver. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would give Ferrucci the silver before I'd give it to Oliver. What? <laughs> like, sadly, or? yeah, that doesn't really The Indy 500 Rookie logic. of the Year from like two years ago? Yeah, that's true. But, okay. gosh, let, let I don't me ask know. You, let me ask you this. So there's three, we can't have a driver rating <laughs> this episode. This has already gone said. off the rails. Yeah, but let's let just start this over. We have, we have three people yeah. on this on this Zoom call with three different opinions and confusion about who should be what or whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, it does it just not make sense as a rule? Right, right. When nobody can seem to understand. Oh, yes, I see what a, you're saying. Yeah. A Penske driver. A yeah. factory Honda driver and one of the best guys at PR and motorsports, and the three of us can't seem to understand what the concept is, what the result should be, yeah, or how to true. implement the, it. Yeah, the consistency yeah. in it is the best part. So, and yeah. none of the fans are like, "I'm glad that's happening." <laughs> <laughs> kind of a 2020 theme. Obviously, was the quarantine. There was a shutdown period where we didn't have a lot going on. Uh, we asked Bill Riley, and he's like, "Well, I went to work. You and I don't have daily full time jobs." So when it was really shut down and quarantine was really, you know, first coming out for us, what did you watch on TV to pass the time? What was like, was there any new shows that you started watching because of this? Um, yeah, uh, I watched, yeah, we watched a lot. Uh, Game of Thrones was, was good. Like I, that wasn't a show for Emily. Um, so I watched that by myself. Okay, explain. No, no, I ain't letting that go. Like, no, not let Emily's a public figure, but I'm just curious. Like, what did she not like about Game of Thrones? I, can't, she's, I can think of a few she's gonna come up. She's going to be Jordan's brother's fiance now. <laughs> well, she wasn't until now. Too much attention. Yeah, now she is. Good call, bud. Yeah. The shirt is, which you can now find at Styled Aesthetic. Yeah, right. <laughs> She'll have a new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know Jordan's brother's fiance. <laughs> She's okay, not so, gonna like that. No. So was was it the gore? Was it too gory? Or um, was it the? No, incest? she never even started it. I was like, oh, okay. there's okay. this show Game of Thrones, and it Pass. looks. Yeah, and yeah, I don't want to watch that. So. <laughs> okay, so what yeah. what does she watch? Sean, this is Sean's question. I'll let, I'll let him ask. That's fine. Uh, well, I I I have a hard time asking because my and I don't know Emily particularly well but i don't read emily as being into the kind of stereotypical shows that i usually ask about but i'll ask it anyway um you might be surprised at the answer i was oh. gonna say we we have these shows yeah that's a fair <laughs> point so is there a show that she watches that you're kind of embarrassed to admit you you like to um oc housewives 90 90 days, so, like the ones that we would happily watch together, we were like, love the the funny, the weird one that we didn't think we'd watch during quarantine was Guys Grocery Games, which was great. Um, I don't know, just a random cooking show. But the the probably the guilty one that she was already guilty about was uh, Real Housewives. 
Yeah. And so I like I never I never I couldn't even walk through the room when like it was either it was, she likes the Orange County one mm-hmm. and there's another one that she likes. And then randomly she started the other day she started watching the uh, Salt Lake City one. Oh, and oh yeah. That's it, and bad. so like I happened to watch the first episode with her. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like the the balance of like the Mormons with the with the housewives and like it was just it was actually really funny and so right i and then she watched a couple episodes without me and but i was playing it off like i didn't really want to watch it but actually (laughs) (laughs) like that's cool that's cool i was gonna be like in your room watching alone on your ipad well what happened to christina yeah right (laughs) (laughs) that's what i wanted there we go that's what i wanted all right yeah Respect. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I wasn't really keeping up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did, did did he propose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, they kicked her out of the church. Oh no. Oh boy. Man. Yeah. yeah. Obviously you had a podcast that was sponsored by Continental. Oh my gosh. Don't bring that up. <laughs> um we did so badly with that. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad with that. Holy cow. Why is that? It was what's that? Why is that? Oh, we were just, it's not easy to like consistently record something. We did like the first four and then it was like, oh no, we've got something here. And he, like, we weren't good about doing it on the road and oh, we dropped the ball big time. And we're like, Sherry, we just can't keep going with it. Oh, it was bad. We felt so terrible. Like the way that we originally thought it was like, oh, it'd be fun to do one, like a news sort of thing. And. Like, not to be like, like, we couldn't do what you guys are doing. And there's something slightly different and do like some after track, like, or I don't know. Like, yeah. But it's not easy to. It's a lot of work, hard. huh? Yeah. So we just said, we're not so going to do that. So now you have a show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, I'm going to pitch that to you again, and this time you're going to be like, yeah, I love Continental Tire. We, we'd worked with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll end, and then we'll end this thing. <laughs> Are you guys still with Continental? Jesus oh. Christ. Well, I what? guess if he, he doesn't look at social media. Uh, that's fair. No. no, no I, Have you I watched know. our show on Amazon Prime? Yeah, but not. No, you haven't. <laughs> but it's Why? been out for a while. Season two just dropped. Yeah. Okay, then I haven't watched that. Okay. I watched, okay. I watched some of the first season, but not the second season. All right. Okay, cool. Well, so you were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you obviously have a history with Continental Tire, won a lot of championships and races, and then you had a podcast as well. So they don't owe you anything. So this, <laughs> ep- so this episode's over. Yeah. <laughs> no. <Meow. I'm- laughs> I don't know what to say. We normally say Continental's got the check, but since we didn't buy any food. Oh, uh, yeah. Just bye.
you know who it be Who kicked me off the boat Who threw me in the mud To the gator so I never see nobody later Cause life is a joke I don't know a lot But I know what you got Don't be maybe big